What's up, everybody? This is Gratitude Unfiltered, and I'm your host, Joshua T. Berglund. Thank you so much for being here tonight. We are broadcasting live, God, I hope so, on the Live Mono Worldwide Network. Uh, I've been playing around with new technology today. <laughs> it, has been, <laughs> it has been a wild experience. Oh, good, we are live. I'm just checking out the website. So um, those of you who follow me on Facebook uh, know that I've been tinkering around with a lot of different technologies, um, adding chat to the website and the live streams uh, to build this network because, again, Facebook has been such a huge part of our journey, but in the sake of building what it is that God has called us to build, yeah, we're doing different things. So we've integrated a chat. Um, let me actually scroll over to the chat and see if anyone has entered some <laughs> I don't know. okay the chat's probably not working yet but we're going to work on it and get it figured out um anyway those of you watching on livemonoworldwide.org we will get this chat figured out we literally just integrated it today so working with a developer to be able to customize the chat because again, user interaction, real-time feedback, all of that stuff matters a great deal. I wanna give a shout out really quick to our sponsors, Live Mana Utoya, uh, which is actually, I brought one of the skincare products with me. I have good skin. I do have good skin. I should have good skin because I had a skincare line, but I shouldn't have good skin because I spent most of my life partying like a rock star. But nonetheless, I'm a huge fan of the products at Live Mana Utoya. L-I-V-E-M-A-N-A, -E Utoya, which is U-T-O-Y-A.com. And um, this is the facial serum called Babyface, and I dig it. It's one of my favorite products. I had a skincare line a few years ago, which is actually how I ended up homeless. But <laughs> Well, actually, that's not true. It's not the exact reason, but I made some bad decisions that were centered around that skincare line. And uh, yeah, so that's a whole other story, but most of you know that story already. Also wanna give a shout out to our other sponsor, IamConchita.com. You can go to E-Y-E-A-M-C-O-N-C-H-I-T-A.com. Use promo code WELCOME10 to save 10% on the brand new Lash App and Curl, which allows anyone who loves fake lashes or wearing lashes but has a hard time putting them on, you can actually put these on in five seconds or less. Anyway, so I don't know why I really want the chat to work. That's crazy. So we had some problems with the chat um, early on, and I'm going to get that figured out. I was hoping I'm going to shut this computer since there's no chat. Uh, I was hoping to be able to do this, but we'll try again tomorrow. Um, you know, it's so funny. Like, I have this expectation of everything being perfect all the time, and it just it's just not going to be. Um, and I get to look back at two and a half years ago, starting on a phone, and to now we have our own network. 
So God is good, and and I'm grateful for it, even though I'm sweating with frustration right now, um, trying to get all this worked out. And uh, anyway, but I'm grateful for all of you that are here. I'm grateful for all of you that have taken the pilgrim, the pilgrim, pilgrimage over uh, from social media to the Live Mono Worldwide Network. And also, if you've been wondering how you can find us on Apple TV, Roku, uh, and and uh, Amazon Fire, you need to download the E360 channel, or it's an app, on your streaming device. We are powered by the E360 network. What we've done is white labeled the technology. That's how we got our own network. Um, but I'm happy to be in partnership with them as a producer. And of course, now we have our own network. So anyway, uh, thank you to everyone trying with the chat. I'm gonna get it down. I feel like I should apologize because I know some people tried multiple times and customer service and customer satisfaction is something that I really care about even though you're, you know, viewers you're part of this experience so i don't know i appreciate everyone trying so the last 15 uh episodes of gratitude unfiltered have been focused on the power of vision um and i to be honest i told jessica this like towards the last one last two i was like i was ready for it to be over um because i don't feel like i don't enjoy repeating myself and it was starting to get to that place so I was kind of burnt out, even though vision and purpose is so important to us, talking about it 15, <laughs> 15 episodes in a row was like, come on, give me something else. So last night I was doing some research and, and I was just really checking my heart and asking God, what was next? Am I, do I take a break? Do I just focus on the network or is there something God wants me to talk about? And sure enough, what fell in my lap is unity. Um, we are a world. It's easy to say nation. We are a nation divided. But I think it is, we're far past that. Um, we're far past that. I, I, we are a, a world divided. Um, you know, we're divided, obviously, by geographic location, but spiritually, culturally, you know, we have been put in a situation now where, you know, we're blaming other countries for a lot of the craziness that's happened here. And whether it's right or not, I don't know. I, I'm not going to go down that path. But I do know that we are divided at every turn. And then we have the media here in the United States that has been, ugh, they're just evil. I don't care what program it is, Fox Business. Um, CNN, MSNBC, any of them, they're not giving us, they're not feeding our soul. They're not feeding our spirit. They're feeding the energy that is dividing us. Um, and, 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 and the truth is that everything since the beginning of time, the every, everything from the beginning of the very first sin has, has, started the process of separating us further and further and further away from who we were created to be. Who were we created to be? Well, like Jesus. The reason why Jesus came here was to show us an example of what living pure is. Like it was an example of why we were created let us make us and let us make them in our image speaking of the holy spirit jesus and god 
And, and since that sin has happened, we've gotten further and further and further away from our original purpose and, and who we are really meant to be. Sin has separated us from God is ultimately what that is. And, and that's a problem and it's showing up in our world in a way that, well, the reason why we see all the turmoil and the, the angst and the hell and the frustration and all that stuff is because we have so far separated from God. Now, technology and the conveniences that technology has afforded us, not just in the, the, the media side of things, but technology has also separated us. Everything's more convenient. We are not working as a community anymore. We have been separated and divided from man and put in isolation. The world has changed. But the good news is that everything that the enemy has used to try to destroy us and to separate us from God, we get to use for God's glory. We get to use as victory. We get to use it as revenge on the enemy. And that's what we're going to do today. So let's get into it. Uh, let's uh, let's get this started. We'll start with the Unity series. This is from Frank Damasio. Dynamics, dynamic effects of spiritual unity. Heavenly Father, uh, <laughs> wow, what a last series that was. And and I just I'm grateful for having the opportunity to teach that and learn while teaching. I ask tonight, Lord, that your spirit speaks through me, flows through me, and gives me the words to say the message of hope, the message of unity, bringing us back to where we were supposed to be from the beginning, why you sent your son to die on the cross for our sins. It was not about dividing us. It was bringing us back to center, bringing us back to what we were originally created to be. And, 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 and as much as that makes us whole, the only thing that's ever going to bring us back together is the love of Jesus. And at Father, I ask that this episode, that this broadcast and every broadcast moving forward does nothing but unify the body of Christ the way that you have called us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. So here we go. <laughs> United we stand. Divided we fall. This is true in every level of society, ministry, government, business, management, and home. It is also true in the church, the body of Christ. We have made, we have a mandate from scripture that we should be a specific kind of church. In previous messages, we identified seven clear goals for our church to pursue. And we're going to go back to that actually. When we live in unity, we reflect the perfect relationship in the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We are one in spirit, one in purpose, one in passion for the kingdom of God. If we are focused on our own private agendas, how can the kingdom flourish? Here's the thing. So we talk about purpose. It's my purpose. It's my calling. It's my vision. Well, yes, but hopefully... When you say that, you're actually meaning it's God's purpose for my life and God's vision for my life because ultimately God knows better than we do. That's why God's timing, oh, God, God's timing always proves to be better than ours every time, every time. But our purpose 
and for the king, our purpose is not even about us. It's about other people. It's our gift that we've been given by God. When we were born, we were all born with gifts and how we use our gifts to be a blessing to other people, how we contribute to society, how we contribute to the body of Christ, the church. So if we are focused on our own private agendas, how will the kingdom flourish? It won't. If we all play our role in the kingdom, I promise you we will not have this division in the world. We will not have it. We will start to unify, and that's why we're doing this. Mark Twain used to say he put a dog and a cat in a cage together as an experiment to see if they could get along. They did, so he put in a bird, a pig, and a goat. They, too, got along, along fine with a few adjustments. Then he put in a Baptist, Presbyterian, and a Catholic. Soon, there was not a living thing left. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You can throw in any other religion in there too, and that's true. God, but the, this is the thing. If the Christian church, the, you know, the people that follow Jesus and worship Jesus and read the Bible and seek a relationship with them every day, if they don't get their act together and unify, then no one else will. No one else will. I always say, you know, as Hollywood goes, the world goes. And I mean that. Like, it has a mega, mega influence. And that's why Hollywood needs Jesus. But the church itself needs to unify because their messages are all crisscrossed. And it's like, like there's no unity there's no there's no like agreement it's everyone has their different opinions because they're stuck on the rules instead of the relationship and that crap has got to stop we're never going to change the world the way that it, we're never going to change the world in a way that is going to benefit all of us until we get our act together and start quit focusing on the religion crap and start focusing on the relationship Focus on, first of all, our own crap. Like we are so quick to judge and lash out at other people. We are so quick to tell them that they're doing this wrong or they're doing that wrong. Or you, you know, it, 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 but what about looking inside and starting to be honest with ourselves and who we are, who we were created to be? And I promise you, most of the people that are spending their time pointing the finger at other people and how they're doing this and that wrong has not looked inside about how they are showing up in the world. Are they living in their purpose? Are they living, are they being the person that they were created to be, or are they too busy judging others? And I don't care how much you know the Bible. I don't care how much, like what kind of a biblical scholar you are. That has nothing to do with your relationship. And it has nothing to do with kind of fruit. Your biblical knowledge is not producing fruit. It's your relationship and your obedience that is going to produce fruit. So what's your fruit? What kind of fruit are you producing? Honest question. Coming together is a beginning. Keeping together is progress. Working together is success. Henry Ford. The anointing on any of us is not as powerful as the anointing on all of us. Let me say that again. The anointing on any of us is not as powerful as the anointing on all of us. Unity helps overcome the insurmountable and reach the unachievable. 
unity to us, the power to make the impossible and to change dreams to reality. We can't do it alone. You're starting a business, you have an idea, you've started a nonprofit, you, you've started a ministry. You can't do it alone. You need a team, you need unity, but you cannot unify people unless if you are living in what God called you to be. You're never going to unify anyone. I mean, this goes back to truth too. If, you, if you're not living in truth, you're not going to be able to unify anybody because you can't uni unify anybody on a foundation of lies. It won't happen. The calling of every congregation is to be one that lives in harmony, working together with one heart and one soul and a unified vision that causes us to be perfectly joined together, thus not allowing unresolved offenses to separate us because we are one in spirit and one in purpose. Gather together phrases, suffer together, sing together. Boy, there's nothing like singing together. It's amazing. You talk about worship. You can worship on your own, but when you worship with other people, woof, join together. Oh, worship together. Stand together. Flow together. I love this one. Pray together. That's essential. Praying together. Pray, prayer changes things. Praying with other people. <laughs> it ignites things. Agree together, planted together, laborers together, framed together, quickened together, bound together. Necessary attitudes to maintain spiritual unity. Ephesians 4 1 3. I therefore the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit and the bond of peace. Attitude is a settled mode of thinking, including beliefs, convictions, and opinions which dictates behavior the heart or spirit of a man that influences his total life. The direct result of our character and can be changed and shaped. The attitude indicator is the most important instrument used for attitude flying. It is placed in the most prominent position on the aircraft instrument panel. It indicates the position of an aircraft in relation to the horizon. Attitude of the airplane indicates its performance. The attitude must change in order to change the performance. Life is 10% what happens to us and 90% of how we respond to it. The most significant decision I can make on a day-to-day -day basis is my choice of attitude. Straight up, the blessing is in the breaking. Remember that. Like, think about that. That's a paradox, right? Like, how in the world is being broken a blessing? You break a bone, what happens? It grows back stronger. You think about all of the hardships that God has brought you through. Did it not make you stronger? Well, how about this one? And I love that it's talking about an airplane here. Focusing on the things that you do have and not what you don't. That's an attitude choice. I'm choosing to be grateful for what I've been blessed with instead of focusing on what I don't have. Like, I don't have a chat feature that works right now. I'm frustrated about it. 
I know this is a so it's a petty example, but it's a real time example. Like I'm frustrated. I was sweating before the show because I wanted this feature to work. I'm so ready to integrate this fully. Not time yet. It gets to be perfected. It's okay. Okay. I still get to do the show. I still am blessed to. I mean, I remember when I didn't have a microphone and now I even have a light <laughs> that I can travel with. But I mean, it's your attitude. You know, you wake up in the morning and you know, like it's just you stub your toe first thing out of the morning, right? Or you wake up in the morning and you're out of coffee and then you're just like, ah. you can choose to be upset all day long. And again, these are petty examples, but you know what? It's petty crap like that that ruins most people's day. And that's the truth. Life is 10% what happens to us and 90% of how we respond to it. How we respond says more about our character and where we are at spiritually than I think anything else. Because life will come at you. How we respond to even triggers that we get the taunts from the enemy. How do you respond to it? Well, you can respond by taking authority over your mind and your thoughts. The right attitude about unity. Unity is not uniformity. We do not have to be utterly alike, and we're not. We should celebrate each other's differences. Our unique differences are gifts from God. That's why we should celebrate them. Like the more we celebrate people's differences, the more we realize we're all the same. Even saying that it doesn't even make sense, but it's true. <laughs> we all have the same fears. We have the same worries. We all deal. We have, you know, whether it's children or relationship issues, we all deal with that with we, with our identity and God, like who we are trying to figure out who we were created to be. What's my purpose? We all kind of, we all deal with the same issues. Now, mind you, in some parts of the world, they're dealing with running away from bombs that are unnecessarily being shot at them. Um, they're dealing with a level of poverty that most of us will never understand. But fears and concerns and insecurities all alike, um, yeah, we're the same. We must find ways to integrate our differences into a symphonic role, creating singleness of heart, unity in diversity. Ooh, I like that. Unity in diversity. At an international seminar held in Australia, Aboriginal speaker Eddie Kneebone explained the sense of importance his people were able to impart to their children when they lived in the old way of their land. A feeling of insignificance or despair leading to suicide, all too common today among young adults, was an unlikely then because of a unique custom. At a certain predetermined time, a young person would solemnly entrusted with a secret piece of knowledge, information that could prove vital to the tribe's survival. It might be the location of a hidden waterhole in one area of their territory. It might be the medicinal powers of a certain plant. <clears throat> CBD. Huh. <laughs> it's true. Mushrooms. Benefits to that too. Just saying. This is why I'm not a pastor because I think pastors would get in trouble for saying such things, but I believe in the healing powers of mushrooms. Anyway. <clears throat> 
No one else in the tribe would be given that piece of important knowledge, or when the time came, this young person would be expected to contribute it for the welfare of all. Imagine, concluded Eddie, what a sense of importance and belonging this custom gave our young people. Each of them had a unique place. Each had an undeniably important role to play. That's sweet. I love that. Unity is supernatural. It begins with people who have the Holy Spirit and have a right heart towards Jesus and his purposes. Unity cannot be destroyed. It should be guarded at all costs. Proverbs 10, 12, hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all sins. Love is the only way that we will unify. Love is the only way we will heal the wounds of our generational sins. Love is the only way. And the perfect example of love is Jesus. Whether you believe him and believe in him or not, whether you believe he died on the cross or not, Jesus still is the perfect example of love. What other man willingly died for you? What other man? And yeah, it's going to go off on a tangent there, but I'm not. Proverbs 13:10. By pride comes nothing but strife, but with the well advised is wisdom. Proverbs 26, 4, do not answer a fool according to his folly, lest you also be like him. Proverbs 29, 22, an angry man stirs up strife and a furious man abounds in transgression. Ephesians 4, 14, that we could no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the trickery of men in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. There's a lot of wicked doctrine and false doctrine being spread all over the world right now. And I would imagine that it's really confusing. Heck, even in our, you know, our own churches, you know, we see it all the time. And, and look, I'm not, like, I'm not one of those people that's going to start calling out churches because I don't get into all that. And and honestly, I don't think that, I mean, that's a dangerous place to be because how do you really know? I mean, I think the Holy Spirit is what reveals to you and gives you the discernment that you need to be able to go, eh, I don't know about that. Or, yeah, you know what? I received that. Okay, I'm on, I'm on to that revelation. I like that. But this is why the relationship is so important because the relationship, the relationship keeps you from going to and fro. You know what I'm saying? Romans 14, 3. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat. And let not him who does not eat judge him who eats, for God has received him. The Atlantic Monthly told about superstar tenors Jose Carreras, Placebo Domingo, and Luciano Pavarotti performing together in Los Angeles. A reporter tried to press the issue of competitiveness between the three men. You have to put all of your concentration into opening your heart to the music, Domingo said. You can't be rivals when you're together making music. It's such a beautiful quote. You have to be, you have to put all of your concentration into opening your heart to the music. 
You can't be rivals when you're together making music. Well, aren't we all making music for God? Like what more beautiful of a harmony is there than all of us living in flow, living in our purpose, all playing our vital, important roles in the body of Christ? How many? Right attitude about the local church. Why I believe in my local church. The church is the only institution dealing with the ultimate issues, death, judgment, relationships, purpose, lasting priorities, meaning in life, identity, heaven and hell. Yeah, well, I, I, here's the thing. I actually think the church is missing a few subjects that it needs to cover, <laughs> but judgment, discrimination, racism, it's doing better, starting to speak up. I think some people are saying, you know what? I'm not worried about my 501c3 anymore. I'm all in. And they're committed to doing the right thing. And I love that. But we need to do better. The church provides perspective that gives dignity to mankind. We live in a day in which man has become a means rather than an end. This creates a desperate sense of inner worthlessness. The church counteracts this insidious message. The church provides a moral and ethical compass in the midst of relativism. Like a swamp of murky, slimy water, our society has rethought, resisted, and completely rejected absolutes, not the church. It still stands on the timeless bedrock of scripture. Again, not all, but some. That's the goal of the church anyway. The church is the only place to find true community, healing, compassion, and love. I don't know if it's the only place. It is here. It is here people care, really care, not because of status or money, but because of the spirit of God, because the spirit of God is at work, weaving together the lives within the body. Okay. So there's a couple things in here that I don't agree with, just letting you know. Um, or it's like, okay, this is what it's supposed to be. And if we are, if the church is in its true identity, then this is true. But some churches have lost their identity. They become more money focused, more flash and pizzazz and entertainment value. And a good, it's good to be entertained, I believe, because it's what keeps you paying attention. But we, everything I'm reading right now, it's, it's, it's truly, and I mean this sincerely, it's when the church has its identity of a full gospel church, this is what a full gospel church delivers. Like my church, Word of God Church, which will be on right after us. The church, like no other institution, has provided motivation for the most lasting, unselfish, essential, courageous ministries on earth. Schools, hospitals, halfway houses, orphanages, leprosarism, and missions? What? Look back over the list. Think each one through. See if it doesn't thrill you to realize you are connected with such significant arm of strength. No, it isn't perfect. You're part of it, aren't you? And it hasn't always modeled its message. Okay, good. It at least corrected itself. <laughs> a man has stranded. A man was stranded on the proverbial deserted Pacific Islands for years. 
Finally, one day, a boat sails into view and a man frantically waves, drawing the skipper's attention. The boat landed at the island and the skipper greeted the stranded man. The stranded man showed the skipper where he had been living and the skipper asked with a puzzled expression, why do you have three houses? That's not three houses, the man replied. The first one is my house. I built the church next door. What about the third hut? Oh, that's where I used to go to church. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's ridiculous. Seven absolute unity attitudes, Ephesians 4, 1 through 3. I therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you to walk worthy of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love, endeavoring to keep the unity of spirit and the bond of peace. Wisdom says, never trust anyone who cannot maintain long-term friendships. Attitude of humility, lowliness, humiliation in mind, hum, I'm sorry, humiliation of mind, modesty, having a humble opinion of oneself, and a deep sense of one's moral littleness. I'm working on the humble and humility part. I'm better than I used to be, but I still wrestle with it. Because there's a balance. I think of, you know, having being bold and having confidence and being determined and being, you know, self-confident enough that when the the doubters and the haters and the, you know, people that criticize you when you're on your journey, you know, it, 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 it's hard not to buck up and go, I'll show you. I mean, there's a big part of me that has that I'll show you thing going on. It really does. Attitude of kindness and gentleness meekness, gentleness, treating others with kindness, kind treatment, mildness, equitable, moderate, not insisting upon the letter of the law. I'm getting better. Like The quality of that, I'm going to go back to that. The quality that enables a person to suffer wrong and not reliable, murmur or criticize, but to commit themselves and their circumstances to God. Ooh, committing your circumstances to God. I love that. The, the not insisting upon the letter of the law, um, that's with discipline. So like as a parent, I, I, this is what I think of. Well, the, also as a leader, this applies. Um, you know, I've being a parent is something I don't really have experience in. And the, to, this is the honest to God truth. In the six months that I've known Jessica, um, in, in, in her, in her children and kind of getting to step into that role of getting, you know, being, a, a, a father figure, even though I'm not their father, but I love them like they're my own children. And one of the things that I'm having to learn is I, I like, you know, I got away with a lot, but I was sneaky, but I got away with more when my parents got divorced, you know, my, but my father was very, very strict and regimented and we got, you know, discipline severely and yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to go into saying anything negative about my father because I love my father. But it, it it was kind of a militant military structure and it didn't always end up being very pretty. 
Leave it at that. And so I didn't like, that's what I learned. Right. And so if things weren't done a certain way, you know, I, I used to be really, really hard on, on my daughter, um, before, you know, we parted ways and, um, you know, and like, in, in my understanding of being a, a parent was always just like strict disciplinarian. That's my way or the highway, you know, you, you're going to do it this way. And I've, I've learned through now maybe maturing a little bit and now being around Jessica's children that that's not really the way it's supposed to work. Sometimes you get to show kids grace. I mean, yes, you're going to be respectful. Yes, you're going to you know do things the right way. But if they're not perfect or they are on a sugar high and they're acting a little goofy and silly, there's no reason to scold them or discipline or you know spank them. And I don't even believe in spanking anymore. But I think it's because I don't know my own strength and I would like severely hurt somebody. But that's another story. But not insisting upon the letter of the law, I find be very, very interesting in this text. And that speaks to me because, you know, we, again, when we're parenting, I think we get to show some grace and, you know, allow kids to make mistakes, allow kids to not be perfect, allow kids to figure out some things on their own. We can't protect our kids from everything, which I'm learning the hard way. Well, the hard way, but in a good way. Yeah. Attitude of long suffering, long suffering, fortitude, patience with a long enduring temper to be long spirited used to describe a long distance runner. Um, and this is, the, these are seven absolute unity attitudes. So these are the kind of attitudes we need to have in dealing with other people, especially if we're wanting to unify. This is in church, this is in work, this is in everything we do. Attitude of forbearing. Bearing one with bearing one with another in love, bearing with one's another's faults, making allowances for one another because of love. I love that. Steadily pouring yourselves out for each other in acts of love alerting at noticing differences and quick at mending fences. You were all called to travel on the same road and in the same direction. So stay together both outwardly and inwardly. That's really cool. I wonder like, how many of you that are watching right now, and if we had chat, we'd you know be able to respond in real time, but like, pouring yourselves out for each other in acts of love. Like what is it? like your coworker, right? Coworkers, people in your church, no matter what it is that you're doing, like how often do you pour or, or pour into somebody with love? Like an act of kindness, an act of love, you know, even a compliment. Like, do you practice this? Number five, an attitude of love, love, responsibility, deliberate principle of the mind, deliberate conquest and achievement of the will, Power to love the unlovable, God's kind of love. Number six, attitude of endeavoring. Endeavoring to exert oneself, to give diligence, to hasten, to be zealous, active, concerned about something, to treat respectfully, a serious effort. Number seven, I love this one, an attitude of peace, bond of peace, chains that keep unity. Peace, peace brought between individuals, harmony, concord, to be a peacemaker, to harmonize, 
Are you a peacemaker? Romans 14, 9, for to this end, Christ died and rose and lived again, that he might be Lord of both the dead and the living. What time is it? Uh, this is seven dynamic results of spiritual unity. And let's see, before we go into this, you know what, I'm going to get it started and then we'll finish. We'll do the rest tomorrow. The seven dynamic results of spiritual unity. A unified church fulfills God-given vision. Scriptures, Nehemiah 4, 16 through 19. So it was from that time on that half of my servants worked at construction while the other half held the spears, the shields, the bows, and wore armor. And the leaders were behind all the house of Judah. Those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded, loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other hand held a weapon. Every one of the builders had his sword girded at his side as he built. And the one who sounded the trumpet was beside me. Then I said to the nobles, the rulers, and the rest of the people, the work is great and extensive, and we are separated far from one another on the wall. Genesis 11, 5 through 7. But the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Indeed, the people are one, and they have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing that they propose to do will be withheld from them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. Exalting the Lord by dynamic, Holy Spirit-inspired worship, praise, and prayer, giving our time, talents, and gifts as the offering to the Lord. Number three, equipping the church to fulfill her destiny with godly vision, biblical teaching, and pastoral ministries, bringing believers to maturity in Christ and effective ministry, resulting in a restored, triumphant church. Church has changed. The church has been flipped on its head. It's been blown up. It's left the building. Like, this is a ministry now, right? But you think about talk shows and events and all of the different forms of ministry, ministry cooking show, which I'm still waiting to see. I'm, there's somebody that I believe needs this. <laughs> I have an idea for a Christian cooking show. Love to help you create it. Anyway, but like, but in the end, it's, it's still, it's, it's, the church can come together with these new style of ministries. I think there's so many people out there that are so hungry for a different kind of ministry that people are starting to step up and take advantage of these unique opportunities in this unique time where there's been a lot of downtime. There's been a lot of people that have lost jobs and it feels like, oh my gosh, my life is over. Well, what if this is your time to start your type of ministry? You can glorify God in anything you do and everything you do. And all of you, I believe, have a ministry inside of you that's been waiting to, to be born. So this is the last one I'm going to do. Extending the kingdom of God through the church to our city and our nation and the world through aggressive evangelism, training leaders, planting churches, and sending missionaries and mission teams. So for me, 
this is kind of the purpose, not kind of, it's part of the purpose of what we're doing with Live Mono Worldwide, which is this. I'm having fun with the buttons today. <laughs> anyway, it's our mission to elevate the voices of the voiceless. The people that are speaking life into others to create this ripple effect of change, of good and inspiring, unfiltered gospel. The real stuff, not hiding from mistakes, letting them out, letting them go. We're no longer holding ourselves prisoner with these awful thoughts about ourselves or our past or our screw-ups or whatever. Like, I don't care what you did three hours ago. Like, Jesus still loves you, and, and, and it doesn't change that. You, you, you have an opportunity to repent and to confess and to shift your thinking and, and to shift from beating yourself up this is what Jesus died for you for, to relieve you of that sin. That's the beauty of it. Let it go. Surrender it. Anyway. All right, guys. Um, that's it for tonight. Hopefully tomorrow um, we'll be back at 5 p.m. instead of the 5.30 that we did today. But I'm grateful for all of you being here. And... Um, yeah. Hopefully we'll have a chat. God bless you guys. Again, thank you for being here. Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for this broadcast. Thank you. I hope it was able to send the message that you wanted to deliver tonight. And um, I just thank you for your goodness, Lord. And I thank you for the opportunity, the opportunity to be used for your purpose. And Lord, I know that everyone that's watching and listening right now, you gave a unique and powerful purpose to Help them realize that so they step into it and own it and take action today. We love you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Good night, everyone.